Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We're so delighted that you joined us in our conversation about our Enneagram internal profile and our living out our sense of calling and how the various parts of us have make up the burdens that we carry and the passions that we seek to fulfill in our life by using our gifts and the skills that God has given us. We started off at the very beginning just talking about the gospel and how remembering the truth that God has uniquely made us. He's uh, knit us together in our mother's womb. He's prepared good works in advance for us to do. And now he has given us his spirit whom he has poured out generously upon us so that we can live out our sense of calling by faith and expressions of faith, hope, and love. We're also joined again with our director of coaching, Adam Breckenridge. Adam, welcome. So glad, glad you joined us. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Beth. Hey. So good to be with you all. And my sidekick, or usually I'm her sidekick, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, but Beth, the founder of Your Enneagram Coach. Yep. Glad you're here, too. Thank you. Just got your hairs done. Got got my hair done. So yep. if you're watching on YouTube, this is it's usually a unique look the day yeah. she comes home. Yeah, because Taylor, she's a type 7, my amazing hairstylist, and she'll be like, hey, how do you want me to do your hair? And I'm like, Taylor, you know, I'm a type 9. I don't care, so have fun. <laughs> So have fun. <laughs> and she does. So it's great. It's so funny as I think about how my sexiness, sexiness. <laughs> oh. about how sexy I am. Oh my god. <laughs> well, um really sorry friends, but um, that was uh, that was pretty crazy for a moment there. Um I I need to be honest that I don't ordinarily think of my sexiness. I that's not a topic that I regularly ruminate on. I'm just I was just honestly trying to be really proud of how confident you are. Well, that, thank you, Adam. You're very affirming and encouraging. I mean, I, the amount of laughter that's coming out of my wife as she thinks about my sexiness <laughs> is uh I mean, that's that's something to take note of. <laughs> well, well, the principle that what I was going to say is I too find that in regards to my hairstyles it's related to being a six. Like I'm a very consistent, stable, just tell me what the appropriate haircut is. I used to have a flat top to kind of scare people, intimidate, and but it was really covering up for anxiety. And then someone said, grow your hair out. And so that's what I've done. And I mean, I've had the same hairstyle for years, decades. Well, faithful. <laughs> Beth is thinking about my sexiness again. <laughs> Can't, she can't pull it together. <laughs> you go. You said years. <laughs> this is the weirdest okay. podcast. Ever. So, well, okay, you guys are go. seeing it live, so this is great. Well, I'm assuming we're editing all that. Out. No, we're gonna we're gonna leave it in. I hope we're keeping it. It's super funny. Like that never happens. Well, Beth, uh, why don't we start off? Let's 
where we ended last time in talking about uh, type 5 and their wounding childhood message. So how this part and this message actually gets in the way of us living out our calling, but also understanding that for those of us who have a connecting type with that type five, mm-hmm. um, actually they have a virtue, a gift to bring to right. living out our calling. So let's talk about the childhood message. Yeah. So the interpreted childhood message, again, whether this was something that was <clears throat> uh, said to them directly or they interpret it, is it's not okay to be comfortable in the world. And what that means for the type fives, you know, because everyone else might be thinking, what does that even mean? You know, but for the type fives to feel comfortable in the world means to um, hold on to their resources and their energy and their knowledge and really kind of hoard. But also to be comfortable is to be alone, to process their thoughts and feelings. And the world and society often doesn't allow it to the degree that fives feel comfortable with. And so they feel that message being put upon them. But now for their um, virtue, it's called non-attachment. And what non-attachment means here is that when a five is moving in health, they're going to detach from the perspective that they have to hoard all of their knowledge. They have to gain all this information that they have to retain, minimize and retain all of their resources, including energy and other things, that they can start to see that there's more Um, out there more resources than scarcity, and that they no longer have to isolate, that they can actually move towards others. Um, And this doesn't mean all the time, we're not saying, oh, go be an extrovert, but that they, they recognize that they can let go of the mindset that they have to isolate and hold on or hoard um, information and resources. You know, as I think about the I have being a six and having a five wing, I call my five wing Bob, and it's after a mentor of mine and uh, who is a tremendous gift who introduced me to sort of the intellectual side of Christianity. And it, it's true when you talk about the uh, interpreted childhood message, I often read out of a fear that my needs would not be taken care of, and I needed to somehow gain enough knowledge in order to enter into the world. Yeah. Um, but and you, and just to kind of reiterate, you would attach yourself to these resources, whether it was books, mentors, belief systems, and that's really what a five is doing. They they are trying to find sources of knowledge to feel competent and capable, and they want to, you know, attach themselves to that as if that is uh, going to bring them the very thing that they're looking for. And uh, But on the reverse, though, is that uh, I've also seen that five part of my heart not reading out of anxiety and mm-hmm. fear, but reading out of confidence. Right. Uh, and it, it leads mainly to a place of rather than greater senses of anxiety and fear to wisdom. Mm-hmm. And right. it um, this five part of me has helped me tremendously to transition between uh, being having a pastoral career to now being the CEO of, of a biz of a growing business. Adam, what about you? When you think about the five part of you, how has it been a burden as well as a gift? Well, I want to I want to say I'll answer that. But I want to say too, Jeff, not only does your when your five part is functioning, um, in service of the beloved child, like when it's showing up for you in a healthy way, not only does it lead to wisdom because it's not reading out of fear mm-hmm. and, and, and the need for insatiable need for security, but it leads to wisdom and it leads to generosity. Exactly. That's, that's mm-hmm. the real gift that f- fives have is they share yes. their wisdom with the world and we need 
we need the top five Swiss. So, Adam, and, being an uh, employee so, of our team, yeah. are you saying you need more wisdom from me? <laughs> <laughs> and and yes. I think what yes. you're saying, too, is I that mean, Beth <laughs> should listen to me more because I'm so oh, generous with my wisdom. We went right between the lines, right? Because <laughs> that's, what, that's what it all means. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, that is exactly what I'm saying. Uh, and I have a similar experience with my top five, the top five part of me, which I, which I don't know if Richard Rohr's theory is right or not, that like one wing sort of becomes more dominant later in life. But I will say that the older I get, the more my top five shows up and the more the, there's this part of me that really shows up that fears if you let too many people in, if you say yes to too many things, um, you were you were going to cease to exist. And, 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 and also you've got to get more information in order to, to, you've got to know what you're doing. So competency, competency, competency is a, is a huge, um, message that I, that I, that this part bombards me with is we need more competency. We we need more information. Um, so, but I can, I can easily see how that, that actually sabotages me from if 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 I live into that, it actually sabotages me and it sabotages our five friends from the real gift that that they're able to bring, which is uh, and, and they get there through that non-attachment that you were talking about, Beth. But it's this idea that I have I actually have energy to give and I have resources to give. And I'll say one more thing about this, too. There's a difference between isolation and solitude. Um. For fives to, to actually get the solitude that they need, and, and we want to give it to them, uh, we don't want to force a type five to be an extrovert. That's totally unfair. Uh, but to, to, for them to get the solitude they need, it's dependent upon actually connection and giving themselves to other people. There's two sides of, of, a, of the same coin. Uh, so I, that, I've noticed that in my own life, and I've noticed that with That's my really five good. friends as well. Well, Bethy, why don't we go on to type four? All right. So for the type fours, their interpreted childhood message is that it's not okay to be too much and not enough. Um, So for the type fours, they usually feel defective, flawed, there's something wrong, um, and that they, their emotions are too much. And yet they also in um, internally feel like they're not enough, but their virtue is equanimity, which means emotional balance. And I think a lot of times that lands on fours as if they have to get rid of their emotions. They can't have emotions. And that is not at all what the Enneagram is trying to lay out here. Um, A great example would be even Christ, you know, as he went through the Garden of Gethsemane right before the crucifixion, you see him having a ton of emotions and pain and yet still focused on what was being asked of him by his heavenly father. So for for fours, equanimity is being in reality, not in an emotional fantasy, but also recognizing <clears throat> that their emotions will ebb and flow like the ocean uh, waves. And to be more on uh, something that floats with those waves and allowing there to be more balance and understanding to navigate those than allowing it to be a tsunami that sweeps over them and consumes them. So that's really kind of, so we want to honor the emotions that God has given the fours. We're not at all wanting them to diminish it, but to be sober minded, to be sober in their emotions, 
to be balanced is really going to be beneficial because then that's when they're able to be with others in their emotions and to be able to see it clearly and give great insight and wisdom and to walk that path with others. You know, it makes me think, uh, particularly the fours that I've worked with, where uh, their heart is to express uniqueness. But if being unique and different, special is the driving motivator, oftentimes they will feel like that they've become too unique, too special and separate, or the burden of that desire or ideal becomes so much that they actually uh, become reclusive. They begin to isolate. So you see this kind of ambivalent relationship to calling. And what the virtue of this four part of our heart is that you bring beauty into the world just being you. You don't have to force it. You don't have to strain towards it or fear that you're going to miss it. Right. You already are, and you're already bringing about beauty in your life. Mm-hmm. Adam, what thoughts might you have yeah. for this yeah. type four part? I, I, that, I don't have much to, to add to that. I, I'll, I'll say this. I think fours, the fact that they are so um, – I mean, we're all mm-hmm. emotional creatures, because we're created in the image of an emotional God. You see, God has a high display of emotions all over the scriptures. We're made in his image. Everybody has emotions. Type threes, you have emotions. Mm -hmm. Type fives, you have emotions. We all have emotions. The gift four brings is they bring, they bring such a connection to their emotions and they can help us connect Mm -hmm. with our emotions. And, um, and you know, Emotion, like literally, is communicating this idea that feelings are supposed to take us somewhere. They, 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 they create motion in our soul. They, they guide us somewhere. And I feel like that for for a four, the gift they bring is they they help our feelings take us to the places where they're supposed to take us. Um, and and that's going to require them to go on this journey of embracing, like you said, Jeff, that they are enough. If they feel that they're not special enough, they've got to do something else to make themselves more unique. It's only going to cause them to feel more misunderstood, more isolated, and then the, the feelings are going to get away from them, and, and it's it's not going to take them in the right place. So, yeah. All right, sweetie, let's go to type three. Yeah, so the type threes, <clears throat> for them, the interpreted childhood message is that it's not okay to have your emotions and your own identity. So for the type threes are constantly feeling that in order to accomplish their goals or to be admired, to have high status and a great reputation in front of others, they have to actually remove or push aside their emotions and identity and focus solely on whatever is going to bring that admiration and status for themselves. And so it's really hard for them to, at times, to even access and know who they really are from from an identity standpoint and emotions. So the virtue of the type three is authenticity, uh, genuineness. So this is where the type three, when they're moving in health, they actually spend the time to really go inward and to learn what it means to actually access their emotions, to see their emotions, and then feel those emotions. Now, this can actually be a really scary place for the the threes. I've heard someone say that what it feels like for the three is they may go, oh, yeah, that's great. I want to try to do that. But it's kind of like they're, it feels like they're free falling and, you know, they'll they'll jump like, okay, yeah, I'm in it. Let's go. Or I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to feel my emotions and I'm going to bring my true identity. But it's been so long that they've done that, that this free fall, it almost feels like this blackness, like they're just falling. And it's so scary and 
uncharted territory that they just are like, okay, I'm done. And they go right back to, I'm just going to ignore my emotions. I'm going to ignore my trinity and I'm going to focus on what is at hand to accomplish goals, to get the status. So you'll see this kind of repeating itself because it feels so uncomfortable or scary for the the type threes, but it's so important for them to recognize that they are loved and valued for who they are, who God created them to be, and to know that and to authentically represent that and their emotions is so vital to who they truly are called to be in life. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts about the, how a three, the, this three part of us, whether we're connected to it or we actually type as a three, how does it show up in both healthy and unhealthy ways living out our callings? We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type, plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom? From your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening. But when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The groups start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90-minute sessions, and there's eight of them. Plus, you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today. Yeah, well, I can speak for myself as a type six who's who has a strong three part of my heart and I can notice the three part showing up in really healthy ways um, to help me, um, you know, achieve and and honestly uh, be be efficient. Like the, I feel like my three part ha- brings this gift of of slicing mm. through the inner committee to help me make a decision and help me move forward in life with confidence and with energy. And also, it's a developer. Threes are developers. They make everybody else better. So this three part of my heart develops me and, and develops others on the flip side of that. Um, when I see it show up in self-sabotaging ways is it's it, when it's showing up with this, with this wounded message, this interpretive message of it's not okay to have your own emotions and your own identity, which is another way of saying you're just not good enough. So it's this co- comparison uh, game where I can find myself walking into a room and immediately sizing myself up to see where am I on the ladder with these people? Am I below them or am I above them? Which is not a game that you want to play. Nobody wants to play that game. Um, nobody wants to admit that they think they're above someone and nobody likes the, the way it feels to feel like you're, you're below someone. So, uh, but when that, when that happens, what I'm really doing is just deceiving myself of, yeah. of who I actually am. And not only that, you're pushing I feel like, people away, right? So you're either pushing them down, looking down on them, or you're pushing them yeah. up by, you know, shaming right. yourself. Either way, you're pushing relationships away. That's right. Yes. Yes. 
and either way, it's not fair. It's not even fair. To, it's not fair to, yeah. to the type mm-hmm. three to do that, to treat themselves that way. But it's also, it's, it's certainly not fair to put someone down, but it's also not fair to put mm-hmm. someone up above you and, and set a standard on them that, that is, is not theirs to wear. So uh, the gift that threes bring to the world is just who they are. I mean, they represent the, they manifest something of the excellencies of God, the glory of God. They're just, they're amazing. They're rock stars and, and they know it. We all know it. Um, so if they can embrace their feelings and embrace their identity th- and tell the truth about themselves, that that's sufficient. That's, that's their gift. Oh, we dive into type two. All right. So type twos, the interpretive childhood message is it's not okay to have your own needs. And so that record player message that's constantly in the background makes them want to repress and not see and own their own emotions and needs. So they don't even see it themselves and they're fixating on helping others. And what that does then is it it elevates this sense of pride because if I can be valuable and helpful and supportive to others, then they will receive me, accept me, um, they will affirm me, and I will be... um, thanked and have gratitude towards me, which then means I am loved. And so what we want the twos to to recognize is, oh my gosh, you are loved for just being you, not for what you do, even though those things are usually wonderful and beautiful. When it spills out from this cup of pride, then it's just not going to land on others well. So the virtue of the two is humility. And this is, you know, such an interesting point because the twos at times don't even realize how pride pops up. But because they're not focusing on their own needs and emotions and they're focusing solely on others, they want to come to others with advice and help and support of some kind. And they believe and know that they have what others need and, and want. And so what we want them to do is to recognize humility is the key. Humility to seeing your own emotions and your own needs, just like everyone else has. And then asking for help, asking others to serve you as well. And this can be really scary because they're fearing that there's going to be an element of rejection if they do such a thing. But this is how we are to approach God, our father, through surrender and dependency. And that's when he meets us right where we're at and shows his deep love. You know, when I think about the uh, two part of yeah. a person, you know, the the unhealthy side of it that we may hold with contempt or fear or frustration of a pattern is living at our calling with the demand that someone needs to recognize that I've done something, mm. that I, I will only participate, I will only share my gifts to the degree that other people recognize how helpful or that, they, that I've uh, given my gift. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, the sad thing about that is that all things that we worship demand sacrifice. And oftentimes, when we are exercising such a demanding attitude for others to see us in living out our calling, it actually ends up coming to the diminishment of ourselves, Mm. uh, is that we will continue to serve, we will continue to push for people to see my value, to see uh, what unique contribution that I'm making. And that comes at the expense of myself. I I will I will deplete myself to zealously to I um to idolize the approval and acceptance of others. But on the other side of this, yeah, go ahead, Adam. Say more. Well, let me just jump in. That's Mm -hmm. it. When you said deplete myself, that's how the type two will sabotage 
can sabotage their calling because a type two's vocational calling is always going to demand or it's going to require some sort of mm. pouring out to serve others. That's what they're so good at. They're, they're, it's beautiful. Everybody loves a type two, the way they mm. love and serve and pour out. But to get super cliche, you can't, right. you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, and you can't serve others if you don't put on your own oxygen mask. So the two's vocational calling of service will always require that they do it out of their own neediness. They do it out of, out of admitting their own need, acknowledging their own need. They, they do it out of their own vulnerability. And then here's the other, the relational catch is they want to be loved. They just want to be loved and appreciated. That's, 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 and they can use their gift of service to feel loved and appreciated. But the, but the true way that we feel love, like the currency Mm -hmm. of love is need. If I can be needy with you, mm-hmm. if I can be vulnerable with you, if I can be honest about what my needs are and trust you with that and trust that you'll see me and love me, uh, that's that's how closeness happens. That's how affirmation happens. That's So the essential ingredient to w- what they're looking for, which is love and, and, and affirmation and, and it's, it, it it's actually is neediness. It's if can Adam, I, when can you, I be when you use the word you? terms yeah. neediness and vulnerability, what comes to mind for me are the other connected types. So a type one who has a wing two or a three or the eight, um, that even for the four, like that, all of them will be challenged by this two part of their hearts right. of this invitation to be vulnerable. Yes. So. You may not like that part about you. You may hold contempt towards that part of you, but it actually holds an invitation for how you live out your calling. Mm -hmm. Because uh, as we've quoted before, the cave you fear holds the treasure you seek. Your two part of your heart may hold the very invitation for you to understand and experience the truth of the gospel in a whole new way, simply by yielding to vulnerability, yielding to a sense of neediness that's not overly dependent, but a sense of I God has made me as that's a right. communal person, and I need to be in relationship with others. Yeah. Great. Well, why don't we go to type one? All right. Type ones, you're up. Uh, so for the interpreted childhood message for the type ones is, it's not okay to make mistakes. This is, again, that soundtrack that's always playing in the back of their mind, and it uh, confirms why they need to be perfect, and everyone else needs to be perfect, and then resentment comes in, and it just kind of spirals from there. But what we want them to see is their virtue is serenity, and this is where they surrender and acknowledge that we're on this side of heaven and that perfection is not possible except through Jesus Christ and when we go and meet with him. So what we need to do is res- is to respond to that understanding, that reality through serenity and through surrender and then dependence that he will perfect all things in his due time, that I can trust his sovereignty, his plans, and how can I come alongside others through helpful support, insights, wisdom, but not from a place of judgment and condemnation or shame. Yeah, Beth, that's so good and so helpful. And um, when I think about the t- a type one's uh, gift of doing good for humanity, being good and doing good for the world, here's here's where it's not okay to make mistakes. We'll, we'll actually self-sabotage. Because the trap of perfectionism is that type ones Mm -hmm. never feel good enough. 
and in fact feel increasingly bad and and even feel increasingly bad because of the anger and the and the resentment that grows because things are never good enough so now they feel even worse and it's this yeah. it's this shame trap and this guilt trap that actually robs them of 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 tapping into that type 7 part and relaxing into joy and and that serenity that you're talking about and 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 actually now doing good out of that place and and mm-hmm. reforming and improving things right. which Absolutely. truly is their you gift. know one of the things that i think the one part of our hearts uh whether we're connected to a type one in some way on the enneagram but we all know of that voice of the inner critic mm-hmm. is that we fail to recognize the gift that oneness brings to us mm-hmm. um because one's understand goodness, they understand beauty, they understand truth. They aspire to it, they long for it. And as a matter of fact, even Jesus says, like, he's wisdom from God, our holiness, righteousness, and redemption. And there is a sense to where the Spirit of God convicts us of sin and wrongdoing, but the Spirit's role is also to remind us of the truth of the gospel, to remind us that all the promises are yes and amen, and that we are, in fact, children of God. And so this one part of our heart is a reminder to us, yeah, there will be mistakes, but it also is the invitation to see Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and when I think about it in, in this way, you know, if you think of uh, that the law in the Bible has three purposes. So commandments in the Bible have three purpose, purposes. One, to convict us of sin, to establish natural moral law, a sense of right and wrong for everybody, and to lead us to Christ. Mm. And so one, we, we kind of bypass two of its uses. One, we may experience the fact that we've made a mistake, but we fail to remember that it's also the intent of the law and the intent of God's Spirit to uh, remind us of all that Christ has done for us. And so when we are experiencing this one part of our heart, it needs to be accompanied by the virtue of the one. It's a reminder of the truth, and the truth is what Christ has already uh, lived, died, and resurrected for us and all he accomplished on our behalf. And that's where serenity will happen. Yes, that's where shalom, that's where peace, that's where right relationship with God, with others, with ourselves and with the world, where it happens. And ones can be a great peace to us. I I would say just for the ones that are out there, they're probably thinking, and how do we do this? You know, um, a great example for the ones, and they'll understand this, is when you go out into nature, nature by itself is imperfect and yet perfectly beautiful because it is the way God created things. And they actually feel a sense of serenity in the midst of just nature. And so that would be a great just kind of aha moment is to go out and just look at nature and enjoy it in all of its chaos and uh, the way that God also has it systematically designed. You know, it just all of it is just amazingly beautiful. And let that be kind of this, um, this you know, starting point of recognizing what does it look like to be around imperfections and yet experiencing serenity and trust in the sovereignty of God's plan. 
Well, we are so thankful that you've decided to stay with us and listen to us talk about uh, in the Enneagram internal profile as it's applied to um, our sense of calling and living out our passions. And we hope you recognize that each of these various parts of you are a gift to you. They're not just a burden, but actually these are gifts that God has given you in order for you to live out your calling, uh, for you to live out your passions. And so we hope you've gotten some insight from these things. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, about the Enneagram internal profile, you can go check out our book, More Than Your Number, that just released in September, and you can buy it wherever books are sold. Uh, and don't forget, too, is that uh, previously in the year, we actually went through each EIP for each type, and so you can look back at the history of episodes. So if you'd like some help in discerning your own sense of calling and understanding how your Enneagram type and profile actually show up in your own life, be sure to go over to myenneagramcoach.com, where you can find one of our hundreds of coaches around the world that can help you to become the person that God designed you to be. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a gift having you here. Always insightful and always helpful. And as always, the Enneagram reveals your need for Jesus, not your need to work harder. It is the gospel that transforms us.